Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Truth, Justice, and the Ian Han Way. I am obviously your host, Ian Han. Obviously. I like that word. I hope you guys like it, too. So, we are coming towards the end of March, and I know I make that joke a lot about that I don't have a job, but it's starting to really got to get to me. But I'm trying to hang in there, and I think this show at every week really does help and gives me a kind of a purpose to go there and do what I do and do what I do best. And I think it's really amazing, and I really thank anyone who's listening to me, anyone out there who wants to uh, listen to what I have to say is really great, and I really appreciate it. But obviously that doesn't pay the bills yet, or maybe ever, so it's only one thing to do that, but I knew, do need, obviously, revenue to uh, make some money to do things. But um, I've been obviously looking at the job hunt. I've been very active in the job hunting force. And it's been kind of good and sometimes not so great. And I think the biggest contributor to why I'm really bad at this is because specifically of ZipRecruiter. If you don't know who ZipRecruiter is, it's a website that is basically one of those uh, job hunting sites that are looking for people who are like, yo, do you like looking for people who want to you want to like hire and shit? And everyone's like, obviously, yes, I would love to have that kind of people helping me out and getting me a job but at the same time you don't have that going for you and then the next thing you know oh this is not even like a good job at all and then you get kind of screwed over and you get stuck that's been part of the big thing that's been happening with me and um i kind of wanted to share with you my horrible horrible experiences with ZipRecruiter and why i'm no longer part of the website as of today March 27th on and why I feel like that this entire company has 100% failed me in every way shape or every way shape and form so today yesterday actually was actually the tipping point of all this crap and a lot of that came from the um, from this one company called Prime Ocean and I'm not going to kind of come out here and be like, if you work for this company, you suck or something like that. No, not at all, but maybe for this specific company. But I did have a really unfortunate and pretty terrifying experience, which I'm going to share with you now. So hopefully that if you are in the job force right now, that you shouldn't be uh, anywhere near this company, anywhere near these guys at all. Stay away from them. These guys are absolutely terrible. So... I decided to go in there for it was a communication and a PR associate because, you know, I do have a communications degree and a communication specialist would be something I would like to specialize in in any way, shape or form. I know I don't have the absolute experience, but obviously I do you know, do a lot of radio, which I think is definitely a lot of communication and based stuff, something that I obviously something that I specifically went to school for. And if you can tell that I'm a little professional at times, that's basically because I went to school for this stuff. I'm obviously a little bit rusty, and I think I'm obviously saying obviously too much, so I'm going to make a note to not do that as much. I apologize. But it's my it's my niche. It's my thing. My thing is communication in any way, shape, or form. 
specifically radio because that's what I made my entire career about. That was the thing I got so passionate about, and then I kind of realized just how hard it is to get in there. But if it wasn't for AP Radio, I don't know what I would be doing right now, so at least I get to continue to get that experience on the radio and get more people to listen to me, which is just amazing, and I really appreciate anyone out there who just came across me and stayed for my great personality. But anyway, that communication stuff, I still did corporate communication, which involved PR and HR. I did take a couple PR classes, and I did not take HR, but... I could be taught HR very quickly. I'm a very fast learner, and I honestly have seen a lot of people who are in the HR field, and they know exactly what to do, and I think it's actually really, really simple after a while. I mean, every job can be simple if you're taught it after a while, am I right? So without that much more going to say, I'm thinking, okay, maybe a PR associate can be a good thing. Maybe I can learn from someone from doing this PR, and I can continue to... um, experience the uh, overall basis of the company and maybe get into PR somewhere else, somewhere that's a little bit more well-known. And if I can do PR at some no-name company, I can do PR anywhere. So that's kind of where I'm at with things right now. So when I get this and I get, like, an interview immediately, don't ever accept an interview. Like, if it's, like, three hours later, it's like, hey, you want an interview? And especially if it's a text message. I did this just because I'm very desperate for a job, but I think after this really terrifying close encounter, I am no longer going to be doing that, but this is exactly a learn from my mistakes kind of story right now. So I obviously accept the interview for for today, uh, the 27th at 11 o'clock in the morning. Wow, I really got closer to the microphone and wow, it worked wonders. Oh, God, you're an idiot, Ian. Anyway, so at the end of the day, I was extremely excited for it, and I'm like, okay, maybe this can be a good job. It looks like 35000 at starting and then 65000 so I'm thinking maybe it depends on your overall experience level. Is that how you're going to start out your base salary? Because it doesn't stay specified commission because companies that I think specify that commission is also there. I think they should mention that. I just hate commission-based jobs, which I'll kind of go into a little bit of a mini rant later. But don't take anything I say to heart because obviously I'm unemployed and I would probably take anything right now. But I obviously still have a soul. That's kind of where I'm at with things. So at the end of the day, I was really hopeful, but I also needed some money for a train station. That's how bad my overall financial situation is that I need money to get around. And I'm running out of money, and it was kind of embarrassing to ask my girlfriend for money, and she's working at CBS, but, you know, she was, she said no, but I'm like, okay, well, at least I asked her. But um, then after um, I hung up with her, because we were talking beyond just asking for money, I was uh, contacted by another company that I put another application in for, And while we were talking, this was for a customer service representative, which, you know, isn't what this job actually was. So I'll explain. I don't know if I mentioned this in other uh, podcasts or any other broadcast, but whenever I talk to somebody during this interview phone process, I don't know how many people had the first round interview over the phone. I've had a lot of those in the last couple of months, which I don't know means if that spells illegitimate or not, but a lot of the companies had one thing in common, and it was that they're just absolutely terrible. 
So one of the things they always asked me was, what was I looking for in a position? And I said, well, I specifically don't want to say, hey, you're here for this customer service representative job. And then when I get in there, they're talking about selling me something or making me a salesman. Customer services and salesmen are completely different in my personal opinion. If you guys think they're the same thing, well, I mean, Home Depot was, I was a floor associate customer service representative. I sold people things, but I still got paid if I, you know, didn't get a chance to sell anyone anything that day. I could have been in the warehouse just unloading crap all day and I still would have gotten paid if I was busting my ass off. I don't get paid by commission. I got paid by the hour like you know most people probably should be paid but paid pretty well i'm not trying to say that ten dollars an hour is a job is a, is a fair wage i think it was pretty good for a college student and i'll take a little higher than ten dollars an hour now to try to maybe pay the bills or something you know along those lines the at the end of the day i'm really kind of just like i kind of just want a better job i mean i can pay the bills something that can help me out and help maybe move out of my parents house and just get a little bit off my feet and maybe get something that's like hey i can now be in a better position my end goal is really to work from home because my wife my future wife andrea wants to uh, be a psychologist and i don't think she really wants to work at home because we both want children and i'm thinking that I can stay home and raise the kids for a little bit and I can work at home and have two revenues, but also be working from home and also be making sure that I can have her work at her practice where she wants to work at. It's something that I've been really wanting to do. And if I get that situation as soon as possible, the more likely we can actually start our life and actually start a family together, hopefully between before we get, you know, in our before we get too old to do that. I just really want to get things started with her, and I think she's just an all-around amazing girl and just the best person on the planet for me. And just in general, she's just amazing. So I think, you know, that's just my overall end goal. So, you know, to probably work at a company for a couple of years and then be like, okay, well, I'm done working physically here. Maybe we should, uh, you know... Maybe I can work from home. Maybe I can do something from home. Maybe I'd do my job at home instead of going down to the thing every day. And I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? I can probably do that if I just work hard for a couple of years, you know? That was kind of just the overall, like, the, the, the ideas that I'm kind of turning in my head for companies that are looking for people from working from home at the start or people who can eventually have you work from home. Sorry for that. that I decided to take a little sip of uh, some drink. To uh, keep me, uh, keep them juices flowing. So at the end of the day, this Prime Ocean job, well, the first job that I was on, the, I was talking about like the overall, like, I don't want to do this or something. So they said, yeah, this is a sales position, but you will eventually grow into the job we just told you to. It's like, no, I want to walk in there. If I'm going to be a PR associate, I'm going to be a PR associate. I'm not going to be a door-to-door salesman to then grow into the job that I went to school for. It's like saying, hey, do you want to be on the radio? And then like, I'm like, yeah. And then I walk in there and it's like, okay, well, you're going to sell AT&T and DirecTV to people in this region. And if you do enough, we'll reward you by going on the radio once a month. No. that If, you, if I'm going to be a radio DJ or anything... 
I'm going to be trained how to operate their equipment, their system, and what to do. Or what not to do. Maybe I just talk in the microphone and all the technical shit is on the other side of the room. I don't know and I don't care. But the point is, if I go in for a job, specifically a job interview, that tells me something that's very specific and requires training in some way, shape, or form, and then they're telling me, oh, well, you build into that. You don't, like No, no one builds into a PR representative position. You don't learn public relations with a court on a corporate level by going door to door trying to sell old people AT&T or whatever they were trying to sell me but everything's AT&T right now whether or not I'm going to tell you it bothers me and I think that it should bother a lot of people that this company was literally trying to do that to me so I got a little nervous about Prime Ocean so I searched them up on the internet, and they're off of Belmont in Logan Square. So, you know, it's a nice, it's an up-and-coming neighborhood in Chicago, so it's not super, super sketchy. But there's no number listed. So I go to their website, which took forever to load up, like, not on my phone or not on my internet. It just took forever for the website for them to load. It seemed like my phone was trying to tell me, you got a virus, dude. Get off this freaking website. But I wouldn't listen so I went to contact, and there's just no contact. You can only send an email, which is very fucking sketchy. So I'm over there, and I'm like, okay, this is weird. So I look through all the website. It's just basic stock photos. There's really no directory. There's no nothing. This seems really scary. And then I go to the reviews, and the reviews were split between five-star and one-star reviews. Another terrible sign. So, oh, hello, incoming caller. Okay, we're not going to answer that because it could be Prime Ocean trying to, for, trying to force me not to uh, reveal their horrible, horrible business practices. Actually, I'll tell you something before hap what happens. So around 3 o'clock in the afternoon, which is prime time business hours, I finally find a number that's connected to the Google search. When you type in Google and you say, like, Prime Ocean's number, and you found, I found the number, I called it, and I left the voicemail. But there are two things about it. One, who isn't at the front desk at 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a, on a normal Tuesday? Especially if you want to have an interview with me the next day. Like, why can't we have a face-to-face -face interview? This sounds really scary. The second thing was, it didn't sound like, hey, this is Primotion. We, our front office is this, this, and this, our hours of operation. No, not none of that. It was just, you have reached a voicemail box of the number I called. Please leave a message after the tone. And I did very, like, like, regrettably. I really didn't want to because I felt kind of awkward that I'm like, this is a really weird thing. Like, maybe they, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, which I shouldn't have done. Because I'm like, maybe they should have just, you know, maybe they just don't have, like, the overall voicemail recorded yet. Maybe they're just brand new and they're trying to get as many high-ranking people as they can in the company, you know. Who knows how long they've been around? I mean, like, Logan Square, as I've heard, is an up-and-coming business, business area in Chicago. Not like something like, you know, a company that's been around for years or decades or something. So, that's... Something that I was thinking of, but then I looked at the Google reviews after I made this phone call, 
And it was fluctuating between five-star and one-star reviews, which is definitely a good sign to showcase that these are apps. This is a terrible company. The first one is a five-star review that was actually about a paragraph stating that, you know, this is a good company. Don't listen to the haters. This is a good overall thing. It helped my career out a lot. I owe them a lot. So I kind of felt a little better. And then I saw the dozens upon dozens of one-star reviews that all said the same thing. Run. This is a pyramid scheme. Do not let them listen to you. Do not listen to them. This is a pyramid scheme. This is scary. Get out. Basically. And then the more and more five-star reviews I found were just that. They were just five-star reviews. And there was no, like, description on why. There was no actual review. It was just five-star reviews. So, essentially, these are just robots or kiss-ass employees just trying to over-fluctuate the bad reviews with positive reviews just to make them look like a 3.8 business, which is, like, a little above average kind of thing. Which is just terrifying. And then the final nail in the coffin for me was I got the call back around 541 which was the same phone number I called from. And I answered it and I said, hey, is this Prime Motion? She's like, and this person who's like an elderly woman or a little older, she's all like, no, this is my private phone number. And I'm like, well, don't you work for Prime Motion? And she's like, no, I don't even know who these guys are. They've used my phone number and they just put it on there on Google for no freaking reason. And I've been getting hundreds upon thousands of calls a week to a month, you know, and I've been constantly trying to contact them to telling me that um, to change my number, get my number off your website, and it's not even there. It's it's just so screwed, so screwed up. And I'm continuing to listen to this conversation, and I'm honest to God, creeped out. Like I'm really freaking creeped out. So I tell her I'm so sorry, and she's like, I'm used to it. And I'm like, all the more reason I have to apologize, because that's really screwed up. So as I hang up with this person, I'm kind of just like, okay, I have got to not do this interview anymore. I unsubscribe from the email. I unsubscribe from the phone call. And I'm really hoping that, like, if someone physically calls me, I'll be like, you know, this is fucked up. You know, why are you doing this? Why did you do this? This is horrible. That poor woman who probably should have had her phone changed a while ago, but maybe that's just down to overall stubbornness or the fact that she's just not technically a savant, which is totally unacceptable to these people. I feel really bad for her, and I think that I feel bad for anyone who had to be one of these hundreds upon thousands of people who call this company. Because, I mean, like, not just people who want an interview with this company call – Probably people who complain, probably people who, you know, want to do business with them or want to do something with them. And the fact that they have a random person's number who just so happens to have a Chicago area code, it's disturbing upon so many levels. And after this, I went to ZipRecruiter and complained and said, hey, get this company off your website. They are a not legitimate company. I told them about the person's number, who they called. And then I decided I tried to delete my uh, ZipRecruiter account, which is very impossible to do. I followed their instructions, and just certain pages to unsubscribe just don't exist on my phone, both the desktop and the mobile version. 
So I just decided to replace my uh, like resume. I changed my name. I did a lot of crap, like just to make myself so undesirable to employees. And I'm just gonna unsubscribe from uh, the texting and the email list until I eventually just go in there and delete it myself. But for right now, I'm very disappointed with how ZipRecruiter was. And I know that's a really long-winded 20-minute story about how it's been. But, you know, it just kind of goes to show that I just hate sales firms so much. Because they work only on commission. And if you work on commission, then you are one of the best people out there. You can do something that others can't. I just hate when these commission-based jobs bully people who, you know, make a salary and are like, only real people can make commission. It's like... As much as I don't like salary because it's so limiting and commission is so, like, freeing and stuff like that, that doesn't change anything. I don't care if your stupid shit, like, works that way or anything along those lines. The point I'm trying to make is at least a salary is upfront and to the point. If Aldi, a good example, is going to pay me $13.10 an hour... Or more, depending on if I have a degree or not. Or they make me a manager and bump me up to like sixteen or seventeen dollars an hour. That's fine in my eyes. That's thirty thousand a year. That's thirty, thirty-five thousand a year. That's a lot more than I ever made in my life. When you get down to it, the the the, the thing just continues to show that you know maybe I should be paid more. Maybe I should be paid more of what I'm worth. Maybe I'm worth a lot more. But the thing I'm trying to make here is that doesn't matter to people who work on commission. Like, yeah, you can make a $35,000 check for the month, which some people do make in a year. But who's to say that you're actually going to do that? You can tell me all day long that, oh, I have like a hundred, I have like $10 billion in the, in the bank or something. Like, yeah, that's you. But like maybe you were comfortable to begin with before you started doing this. Maybe guys who don't have any money to spare, like myself, probably aren't going to do that because I'm more concerned about the money I'm trying to make than actually selling a product. Maybe some people just are always like that. I know a guy who is uh, now selling cars. He used to look like just a dude, and now he's got like his hair slicked back. He's got nicer clothes. And, hell, he's got a freaking convertible like two-door car, some Chevy shit or something. I don't know what the hell it is. He looks like a greasy car salesman. He looks like the stereotype of what we think of the greasy car guy. But he can do it. I'm proud that he can do it. Now I feel like I trust him a lot less as a person, but I now I can now see that he has that mentality that if I walked into a car dealership and he was there, he would probably try to get me to buy a car. That's just me. I, I don't know what else to say about it. It's really cool that he's got that kind of power. He actually helped another person I know get a car. So it's like he knows what he's doing and he's trying to help people out. But at the same time, he's also good at making that commission-based money with a base salary at the end of the day. He can make about $1,000 extra on top of everything else, which is kind of cool. But some people also only make in a month or not even. That's the point I'm trying to make here, that you can do that. You can throw that out there. Ooh, excuse me. But the point I'm trying to make is, folks, this isn't the way for everybody. I'd rather work salary and be paid so much a year. 
maybe work in bonuses, maybe work in the idea that I can get raises and promotions and whatever. But I can't work on something like that. And I think that people who work on commission are bullies because they try to force people to work on commission themselves. You can do that. Just don't bully other people. Don't take advantage of people who don't have a job, like this guy who at the job fair did to me recently as well. I had to write down an old number that I just knew how to do from memory just so I can leave this guy's booth. Even though he was sitting down and I was standing up, he cornered me in a way that made me feel very uncomfortable and made me feel like crap because maybe he's right. Maybe people do work by commission. But that's not the Ian Hand way. The Ian Hand way is to be an honest person because I'm not going to tell you that AT&T is a good company, a good cable provider. It's not. I hate AT&T. I have Xfinity, and even that I have complaints about. But I have less and less complaints about Xfinity than I ever did about AT&T. And that is really fucking sad. Because Comcast has always been considered one of the worst companies ever, but I think AT&T is easily taking that away from them. Because they're just terrible. They're terrible people. They're liars. And I honestly hated DirecTV every second I had it. Because, you know, I couldn't afford the extra premium channels or the stuff I wanted. Basically, all I got on DirecTV was the same exact crap I had on cable. Just basic-ass cable or wow internet or whatever the hell it was. But with just a shit ton of ads and movies and porn that I just couldn't buy or wasn't going to buy. And then, you know, like $800 later of premium channels that my dad bought, my mom's like, okay, fuck this shit. Yeah, that's how I felt about it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't ever need that. Like, I can get higher speed internet, but like, I don't need it if it's just going to be like me and Andrea for a while. But the point I'm trying to make is I'm very satisfied with my internet and I don't have cable anymore. I just have an antenna. I barely watch television. And if I do, I watch it for the news. And then I go on the internet and I watch stuff on the internet. I watch YouTube. I have movies streamed. I also have DVDs still because I'm pretty retro. And that's just kind of how it is. I'm not going to lie to somebody. I base things off truth. And this is exactly how I feel. This is why I love this show. Because I get to tell you all how I feel about this world. So I just want to say thank you. Once again, as I always thank my audience because I just love y'all so much. And I hope that one day we can continue to grow and we can just look back on this day and be like, wow, remember when Ian almost got completely scammed in that by that one company? Yeah, I will probably never forget that. And I'm happy that now I have this recorded for memory purposes. So the at the end of the day, I can just say that just... Even though I'm desperate, I'm not that desperate. So, uh, that was a pretty depressing story at the end of the day. But I hopefully we can have a little bit more of an upbeat tone towards the uh, second half of the show. First of all, we're going to be talking about C2E2 and Mortal Kombat 11. Andrea was actually able to go out there uh, on Friday to go see some stuff from re- that was revealed in Mortal Kombat 11. It was super cool. I'm very jealous that she was able to go there. So we're going to be going over a lot of Mortal Kombat reveals, including the three or four brand new characters that they basically revealed in the last week alone, which was pretty damn awesome. Also, uh, Samurai Showdown, the game that kicked out uh, Melee from the EVO 2019 lineup, has finally showed off some gameplay, so we're going to look at that a little bit or just talk about what I saw and how I liked it. 
So tune in in just a couple of minutes, Will, or whatever that phrase may be, as we go to some commercials and some advertisements so we can continue bringing you some great stuff here on AP Radio. You are currently listening to Truth, Justice, and the Ian Han Way. My name is Ian Han, and we'll be back after these sorts of messages here on AP Radio. Second round, fight. So, yeah, uh, welcome back to Truth, Justice, and Ian Han Way. My name is Ian Han, and I just wanted to say one thing before we get started with the second half. If you have missed the first half of my show, I'm not going to tell you what it is. You know why? Because you don't have to catch me live anymore. Well, I mean, you still should. Come on, help out AP Radio. But if you like my show and you always want to say, I want to listen to it, but you never get a chance to, well, go on down to Google Play, iTunes, and soon to be Spotify on Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hanway. Just search that show up and it should be popping up anywhere. Go give it a listen to on any of those three platforms. I think Spotify is still waiting to be accepted, but I know for a fact on Google Play and iTunes, I am accepted. I just sent some uh, recordings of the uh, not recordings, descriptions of the shows to the uh, guy who does the podcasting as we speak before I started recording today. So hopefully by the time the show shows up on uh, live, you guys can check it out. And in case you missed it, hey, you can always check it out on those three platforms. Specifically those two, but if I actually find out that I'm on Spotify, I will give a little shout out on my Twitter, which is Ian Hand, I-A-N-H-A-N-D, the number 11 at Twitter.com. So just search up Truth, Justice, and Ian Hand Way. If you know how to spell those four words, well, five words, you will basically, well, way more than five words. I can't count today. Hang on. <laughs> if you can spell truth, you can spell justice, and you can spell and, the, Ian, hand, way. Seven words. Jesus Christ, I'm really bad at math. That's why I'm not in banking, apparently. <laughs> not because they don't want me. Um, but yeah, give that show a listen to. And uh, if you guys ever missed anything, don't worry. You can always catch me anytime you want, if, especially to all the people out there who want to support the show. Take it down, pass it around, and spread this thing like wildfire, dude. I want my name to be worn out for a little bit. And then when I'm probably in my 40s and I'm like, everyone knows my name, maybe dial it back. But for right now, I'm in my early 20s. I'm almost in my mid-20s. I want people to know my name. Is that fair enough to say? Absolutely. So give that a good listen to if you guys want to. Please support the show. Please support AP Radio as a whole. But if you guys missed this show, no big deal. If you missed the first half, no big deal. Just keep on listening. Keep on trucking through as we continue on to this lovely show. So what have you missed? Well, basically, I decided to talk about the uh, job and stuff. So I obviously lied and said I will never talk about it. But I did talk about my job hunt. But if if you want more information... Go listen to it. Go listen to that recording, boy. So the second half is going to be a little more upbeat for those who did listen live, you good noodles, you. And we're going to be talking about Mortal Kombat 11, the most anticipated game for me right now in 2019. It comes out in less than a month in April 20th, on April 23rd, and I'm very excited for it. A lot of it has to come with just this week alone with all the really cool reveals and trailers. 
So C2E2 just happened last weekend, and my girlfriend Andrea was so fortunate enough to go over there. I'm very excited to uh, announce that she was... I'm really unfortunate... We're going to edit the crap out of this when we're done. (laughs) She was able to go into the events and just sit down, have a nice pretty front row-like seat, and she was able to see one of my favorite characters get announced live, Noob Cybots. The first Sub-Zero, for those who like the lore of Mortal Kombat, was brought back as an evil revenant ghost and has now shadow powers, including now with a big old sickle knife-like hook. With even a creepy-looking design and an even creepier voice with reminiscent uh, sounds of Dr. Claw from the Dims Inspector Gadget series. Trust me, when I first heard it, I can't unhear it, but I still love the edgy voice they gave him. This character looks amazing, and even though Maximilian Dude was all like, I have specifically played this character for like three weeks. I'm like, Max, nah, this is my day one character next to Jade and maybe Kano and Johnny Cage. So I have like already four characters I really want to give it a try. So if he really wants to like fight everybody who uh, wants to play Noob Cybot, well, I still have three other characters to pull on, but four, but we'll get to that later. Next, we have. Another um, awesome announcement that came out the same day. This is for the Crypt. For those who don't know much about Mortal Kombat, the Crypt is basically like the whole, you can get this special move, you can get all these really cool like trinkets and stuff from Mortal Kombat to the game. It's kind of like in-game purchasing. Basically, you just get the coins and you go in there and collect everything. You go in there. Most of the time, they're like graveyards or something. They have like little spooks jumping at you. For this game... It's going to be Shang Tsung's Island, which was one of the biggest like areas in Mortal Kombat for the first couple of games. Shang Tsung actually will make an appearance in this as part of the crypt itself. But the thing is, Shang Tsung is also the, D- the first DLC character, which is pretty cool because he's also played by the original 1995 movie actor, not a voice actor, not even like the mocap dude. The legitimate first actor, and his name is Kerry Hiroyuki Hiroyuki uh, Tagawa. This is a, he's actually a Japanese American and Russian actor. He's known for a lot of really cool shows. He's also been part of uh, Star Trek: Next Generation, Thunder in Paradise, Nash Bridges, Baywatch, The Hawaiian Wedding, and Heroes, and The Man in the High Castle. Awesome. <laughs> but he's also being reprising that role with a really cool mocap and he just looks amazing in this role I honestly am surprised that they brought him back but I'm happy that they're acknowledging the older movies and if you haven't seen this 1995 movie I definitely cannot recommend a goofier time spent by all hang on <coughs> excuse me had by all this is an all-around hilarious, goofy movie, but it's actually pretty damn well done in comparison to stuff like Street Fighter that's kind of corny and just really goofy. And a Tekken movie that had really good choreography, but was also just a really bad movie in general because I think they just took the overall fighting tournament to a little too far and then basically made the movie a incoherent mess. But it's really cool. Uh, Shang Tsung is the first DLC character for those uh, non-video game aficionados. It's the um, 
downloadable content. So Shao Kahn, one of the other major antagonists of the Mortal Kombat franchise, is a pre-order bonus. So if you buy the game completely early, you get Shao Kahn. If you bought the Deluxe Edition, you get access to Shang Tsung whenever he gets available. So I'm really wishing I had the money to do that. But now, and also you also get beta access to the game, which as of the recording of this recording, about five minutes ago, the beta just went live until April 1st. So it's today to April 1st. And I believe the playable characters for it will be Scorpion, Baraka, and Scarlet, the three characters that were there for the really small weekend stress test. But also we'll be adding the first character, the other two characters that were also there will be Jade and Cabal, characters that haven't been around since Mortal Kombat 9. So it's kind of cool to see that they're going to be uh, adding more characters, and from how some char- some people might be speculating they might add more characters to the beta as the beta actually goes on. But I believe it'll probably be characters before like the most recent combat cast, so don't expect characters like Jackie, uh, Kotal Khan, and Noob being in that game, but more so expect characters probably up to like uh, Cassie Cage or potentially Kano. It'd be really cool to have Kano or Johnny Cage in that beta as well, so I can get a chance to play them. So I'm really excited to uh, give a chance to uh, play that beta. I have at least a couple days with my friends, since I think my friend Mark just pre-ordered it last night. I did talk to him a little bit, so today, tomorrow... Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and even Monday. So that's a good almost almost an entire week. It's a solid five days before the game comes out. So maybe this will give me a little bit more intention to actually maybe uh, pre-order the game in some way, shape, or form. I really want this game so bad. So, so, so bad. So hopefully uh, things go my way and I can get a job before uh, the 23rd. I might be just going to get some basic bitch... uh, Minimum wage job for right now, or just some job in general that pays a little bit better than minimum wage, but just something that's more of like a, just a basic job, because I don't know what else to do. I'm actually kind of at a loss for uh, things right now, so hopefully we get something better going in my direction. oh Oh, no. This isn't good. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not good. So, we're going to do the rest of the show like this, I guess. We're going to fix it later. Wow. So, uh, my endless luck just continues to just show all over this uh, lovely uh, world as the mic stand just came disconnected from the uh, table. Lovely. So, anyway, to the back to the rest of the things uh, I was going to talk about. So the crypt looks cool. Shang Tsung looks great. The actor portraying him is really funny. And the final piece of the information, besides the beta, is that another trailer dropped regarding old school versus new school. If you guys aren't following much about Mortal Kombat 11, the overall story mode will be taking place around the idea that characters. The, the darkest timeline of Mortal Kombat is happening 
a lot of the main characters from the series are now evil revenant ghosts who are basically these evil shadow demons since they were killed off in Mortal Kombat 9. Um, and I believe Kronika, who will be the main antagonist of the film, of this, of this specific movie, I'm sorry, story movie, she will be basically having events go where this temporal rift of showcasing that, oh, hey, cool, um, now that these dark characters are happening, let's bring in the uh, old school, new, cool and nice characters. So, with that being said, a lot of characters in general have this really cool mentality, and a lot of characters out there are basically coming face-to-face with their char- from their older counterparts and their newer counterparts and showcasing just the people they become. This is pretty cool for characters like Liu Kang and Kung Lao, who are also shown to be playable characters in the story mode, as well as playable characters in pe- in general. Having a double reveal, but these characters were always teased from the beginning of the story trailers and stuff, so they, they were all but confirmed. The same can be said about Katana, since she herself has also been all but confirmed. And it's pretty cool that she's shown off in this trailer, both in her evil form and in her uh, normal form. But the character that I'm really excited about showcasing and talking about is Jackson Briggs, one of my favorite Mortal Kombat characters. If you guys don't know, he's the awesome African-American muscle man with the robotic arms. And he's been a pretty much one of my favorite characters since Mortal Kombat's inception, my first encounters with Mortal Kombat. When I finally saw him in uh, 10, he was really cool looking, but I don't really liked his design. I think it's just because of the fact that even though they try to have like younger looking faces, he has like the old default X face, but having like his older costumes. That sometimes works, but sometimes it doesn't. I think some characters looked better than others, and I think Jax just never really looked amazing. I think he just looked like stereotypical angry black guy who just was too old for this shit and he had robotic metal arms. His design was pretty cool from like a design perspective, but like in general, he's a pretty boring character and I'm really hopeful he looks better in this game. And holy crap, does he look amazing. Both in his younger form from the 90s and even in his current Mortal Kombat 11, like older self looks amazing they both look just so damn good like i think this game just really knew how to like go crazy when it came to like let's make the graphics great and then people were like yeah that's a good idea this game looks so damn good and i actually will be having a hard time thinking like am i going to be using more of the younger look or the older look and both of these looks look amazing and i don't even know where to begin I can't wait for a more full, straight-up trailer. I don't know exactly who they're going to be talking about for the next combat cast. Um, But we'll talk about it next week, and probably the next week will be another character. Who's to say they're even going to be doing another combat cast? I have no idea, Um, especially since they showed off Noob, Liu Kang, Kung Lao, and Jax, as well as still talking about Devorah, who is in this game but has never got like a full trailer, just a picture and I think that's enough. If you like bees, that's Devora. And I believe besides that, there's also Katana, who hasn't been properly revealed. But we also have other characters that would be the two other characters that are brand new. I think one's called the Collector. 
And I don't know if there's anyone else coming out. There might be another new character. I completely forgot about that leak. But besides that, I'm pretty sure there's other characters that might still be revealed. I'm still holding out candles for characters like Rain, potentially Reptile and Ermac as DLC. And bringing in more and more uh, the combat kids. Like I, I mean, like we already have two of them. I'm surprised that uh, Takeda was not one of those characters that was also released. So there's a lot more characters I'm still looking forward to seeing. And I'm really happy that a lot of the Mortal Kombat X characters are coming back because they're actually really cool additions to the overall story and the overall uh, game series as a whole. I can't believe that this game's coming out in less than a month. I really wish I had a job so I could have been like, oh yeah, funding secured, I got this job and stuff like that. Like, Hopefully my uh, luck will change and I can get this game. It's really cool and I can't wait for it. So, Mortal Kombat 11 comes out on April 23rd, and I will actually be part of the of Austin and his brother's uh, video game show, and we'll be talking about that game a little bit, since um, Austin's like, I don't know anyone out here, I don't really talk about this game, but my brother loves it and he really wants to talk about it with you, and I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll talk about it with him, so look for me on that on the 27th of April, which will be pretty damn awesome. Because also I'll be probably going to go see Infinity War if those tickets ever go on sale. But they still haven't as of this recording. But probably when I'm, you know, thinking like, oh, they're not on sale. And they're probably sold out already because, you know, that's just been my luck this entire year. In a nutshell. So the final uh, piece of the puzzle here for uh, this show today is the Samurai Showdown um, Impressions. For those who don't know, Samurai Showdown is an SNK uh, video game title that's a pretty big, famous video game that people haven't thought about coming back for quite some time. It just recently kicked off um, Smash Brothers Melee for EVO 2019, which is all fine and dandy, and I'm not going to be saying that that should have been the case or not, but the fact that that did happen is kind of weird since this game isn't out yet. Well, besides getting the official June release of the game, the uh, character roster looks pretty small so far, but the overall gameplay itself looks something like I've never seen before. Rather than a big fancy amount of combos, this is definitely more of a footsie-based game, basically just showcasing like who's going to make the first move, like an actual samurai showdown. You're capitalizing more on your opponent's mistakes for small, short strikes that do a down of damage. It looks fun, but at the same time, I it's not really been my kind of thing. I've been more into combo-based fighters. I mean, for God's sake, I played Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and that was definitely a big combo-heavy game that had like 200-hit combos. Which, don't get me wrong, isn't the, my preferred playstyle, but I definitely have always preferred some something like that by kind of feeling like i can do some really cool stuff and even though i can just stab my opponent and win the game it's kind of fun but if i wanted to do something like that i have that really funny indie game called one strike that i can just play that with instead so take that for what you will the game looks cool the game comes out in june so we still have about a couple months before anyone actually starts talking about it in a more specific way just type in the first 44 minutes of look of the story and overall, just the overall look of the game. There's a lot of people who played it, and it looks pretty fun, but it's definitely not my cup of tea. But if someone actually has this game, and I, like, I'll like i just play it, I won't shy away from it. It looks pretty good. 
at the end of the day, it's just not for me. I'm more excited for like the Mortal Kombat game for sure. And even though that game will probably be two months old, I'll probably be playing that a ton more than I'll be playing Samurai Showdown. So if you really like games that are more like Mortal Kombat or more like a game that in general has more combos, then Samurai Showdown I don't think is for you. It does look like a lot of fun, but it's just something that I don't know if I'm going to be like, oh, this is great, I'm going to play it. It might be more of like, oh, it's fine, maybe I'll play it, I don't know. So, to conclude the overall show, since we have eight minutes left, um, I have no clue on um, what else to talk about. But um, yeah, I will be looking, looking for overall the rest of the future of the show. I will be continuing to give you some uh, really cool reveals and uh, talking more about Mortal Kombat right now. But also, we'll be looking into other video games. Uh, Psycho uh, Shadows Die Twice was another game that I was looking into. Another game I obviously don't own right now. But that game's really fun. And um, from what I saw, it looks like a really good game. And I'm really excited to uh, play it myself. But from people who actually are playing it online and playing it on YouTube, thank you so much. I feel like I'm not going to be really spoiled that much since it's like a it's a game of its own. And the lore itself looks kind of fun, but I'm more so excited from the overall really cool combat, which is very similar to Samurai Showdown, but I don't know. I think that like I the idea of it being an open world game where you just run around shinobiing up the place rather than a fighting game, which I'm definitely more in tune to playing with combos and having more of a couple of hit combos rather than just capitalizing on my opponent's mistakes. I feel like having that translate into an actual like action adventure title is a lot more fun. It looks really good, and I can't wait to give it a full review. But God, does it look beautiful, and is it just so fun to watch people play? And hopefully, I have that same kind of feeling when I play it myself one day. But in general, um, I'll be having a lot more game reviews and a lot more comic reviews. I know this show did start with a lot more of a comic-based uh, following. And eventually, when we get more into the overall comic stuff, maybe I'll just have a more specific comic book review show. And this True Justin Ian Hanway can just be an Ian Han production specifically. I still have a lot of things to do and still a lot of ideas that we have to have before we actually become an official uh, searched-up station on the uh, on here. Yeah, my arm's starting to get a little tired from holding this uh, damn microphone up. I don't even know how I did that. It just kind of fell on me, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. But um, besides that, look forward to a lot. I'm looking forward to a lot more stuff that uh, another uh, showcasing. I wouldn't be surprised if they weren't going to do a combat cast this week because of all the great stuff they just released uh, during T2E2. But if they do, that would be awesome to showcase a lot of characters off, like Noob, like I said, and maybe Jax and Kung Lao and even uh, Liu Kang. Maybe they might show up to Bora and Aaron Black. Who knows? They still have a ton of characters who um, were revealed, but they still haven't got an official combat cast for. But I will obviously be keeping you all updated and keeping that stuff up for more shows later on. So I think I might just end this just a tad early since I don't really want to just trail on and on for five whole minutes. And also this microphone stand should definitely get fixed so I, you know, don't have it digging in my shoulder any more than it already is. 
But I will leave you all with a really uh, nice uh, little message and sentiment here. I just want to say thank you guys again for tuning in. And don't forget again to subscribe to um, my uh, Twitter. Yeah, I guess if we're going to subscribe it now. Please follow me and keep sending your love and uh, support here. It's kind of what keeps me going. I really hope that I get to uh, uphold your lovely uh, expectations. And I hope that one day maybe we can do a little bit more production value and just keep adding on to the show. I have a little bit of some note cards right now, so that I feel like that that maybe helped a little bit. But no complete guarantee here. I'm really excited to continue doing this every week, and I hope that one day maybe I can continue doing it and maybe be making something from it, doing a following of some sort. It would be really cool. And... Tell your friends about AP Radio, and if you guys want to help join the family and become stronger with us, please do that. It's really fun. It's really cool. It's a great experience for anyone out there who wants to have their voice heard, like myself. And come on, give us a try. Uh, Come to us at AP Radio 2, or visit us at APRadio.net, or even go to our, um, I believe it's info.APRadio.net, so... Give us an email if you want to start doing some stuff. But go to our go to all of our uh, emails and such, and go to all of our social medias at AP Radio the number two, both for our fa- all three for our Facebook, our Instagram, and our Twitter account. So yeah, keep doing that and have fun with that. Don't forget to follow me again at Ian Hand Eleven on Twitter. And again, don't forget to search this stuff up on iTunes, Google Play, and hopefully later Spotify, and hopefully that this is going to be a dated statement by the time this episode officially comes out. So don't so feel free to showcase to show up and give my show a review at Truth, Justice, and the Ian Hand Way. This is Ian Hand, and I'm signing off for right now. So you guys have a great weekend, have a great time, and hopefully enjoy the weather because I saw the weekend outlook and it looks really, really nice. Enjoy it while you can before maybe the summer might just be super brutal. So enjoy the nice 60-degree weather, enjoy the end of March, and hopefully we have a nice April and maybe I'll stop bitching about not having a job. One can only hope, am I right? (laughs) All right, guys, this has been Ian Hand. And this is Ian Hand now officially signing off so he can, you know, rest his damn shoulder because this microphone does not like me today. All right, guys, have a good one. This has been Ian Hand. Take care. I love y'all so damn much. See you next week at Friday at 6 p.m. Central. And this has been AP Radio. And this is currently Ian Hand signing off. Okay, sign off already. Sign off. All right, I'm signing off. Bye.